I was able to, to win the world championship of public speaking, and it really, really changed my life. The next day after I won, uh, I woke up to 269 emails asking me to speak. And wow. I remember looking at my wife and saying, wait, this is a job. Keeping yourself motivated takes work. If you don't work out your body, you get fat. If you don't work on your motivation, you become unmotivated. Welcome to the Motivational Voice Podcast, your source for inspiration and motivation to achieve your goals, empowering you one word at a time. Umar Jang is an author and a blogger, and he will get you motivated to do whatever you need to do. This is Motivational Voice Podcast, and this is Umar Jang. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another session of the Motivational Voice Podcast. This is session number eight. You guys are in for a treat. Today, I am interviewing Ryan Avery, the winner of the 2012 World Championship of Public Speaking. Yes, I did say World Championship of Public Speaking. It does exist. It is a real competition. Ryan competed against 30,000. I can't imagine that number. 30,000 speakers from 116 countries around the world and won, becoming the youngest winner of the event. In today's interview, Ryan will share with us some great tips about how to communicate effectively, which is the topic of our episode today. All right, let's jump right into the interview with Ryan. Well, Ryan, thank you very much for coming on the show. Well, it's great to have you, and I'm sure this is going to be a, an interesting conversation. Uh, today, we're talking about how to be an effective communicator. And uh, I know you have a, a lot of experience in terms of uh, public speaking, and you're doing a lot of work uh, in your own business uh, that, that uh, circles around effective speaking skills and public speaking, as well as communication. Could you tell us a, a little bit about uh, a few years back i you did a you gave a great speech that i think got a lot of people's attention could you talk a little bit about that what that experience was like for you yeah so you're referring to the world championship exactly yeah to the world championships of public speaking yeah so i was uh, being a normal 20 something year old about 4 years ago in 2012 i'm 29 now and i was 25 then and uh, i was in the mood to do something big and bold and i didn't really know what it was and i was watching several hours of youtube videos and when i was watching these youtube videos uh, i came across this one of this person going for the world championship of public speaking and at that time i had never given a professional speech or a speech in my life and i thought man, this is something I could do, I think. I think I could win this. So uh, I told my wife I wanted to do it, and I needed a coach, and so she decided to coach me. Uh, it's through an organization called Toastmasters International, where 30,000 people from 116 countries compete for the contest every year. Uh, it takes six rounds of competition over about eight months uh, throughout. And in 2012, with the help from my wife, from the people that I, it's called District, uh, District 7 is the one I was in, uh, I, I was able to, to win the World Championship of Public Speaking, and it really, really changed my life. The next day after I won, uh, I woke up to 269 emails asking me to speak, and wow. I remember 
looking at my wife and saying, wait, this is a job. <laughs> I didn't know that it was something that we could do professionally. Um, so the speech that I won with is called Trust is a Must. Yeah. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, and then there was my semifinal speech. You have to have two speeches. It's called Push Past It. So Push Past It about pushing past your fears and going for it in life. And Trust is a Must is about trust being the most important part of any relationship. But yeah, that really helped launch my career. I've been doing it now full-time for three years. And it's been, it's been a roller coaster. It's been really fun. Wow. Yeah, that is, that is a great story. Uh, I didn't know that your, your wife coached you to, uh, through this. Um, and you talked about Toastmasters, which is a, a place, for those who don't know, a place where people can, can go to, to practice their speaking skills and their communication skills, uh, as well as their leadership skills. In your opinion, mm-hmm. what makes someone an effective communicator? Oh, there are a lot of things that make you an effective communicator. The biggest one, one of the top three, are those who are able to effectively listen. So less than 2% of professionals have ever been trained in, this, in the art of listening. So if you're serious about communicating and effectively communicating, strategically communicating, what you want to do is learn skills and techniques that help you in understanding how to listen. So I call it the trifecta. Uh, so what you want to do is you want to physically, you want to mentally, and you want to orally be prepared whenever you're in a conversation. So when someone's communicating with you, you want to physically, you know, write down, take notes, uh, make sure you're paying attention, nodding your head like that. You want to mentally be cleared of all other distractions that are going on in your mind. Then you orally want to repeat back uh, the question or the statement or the comment so that way it sinks in and listens. Because $26,000 is lost per employee within the workplace. So especially at work, if you're doing a good job communicating and doing a good job listening, what you're doing is you're saving your company money, and that is a huge opportunity for you to grow. It's a huge opportunity for you to help others and for you to be more successful. So listening is a huge one on the list. Wow. Yeah. So do you, there's listening, absolutely. Listening is uh, definitely, I know a lot of people, including myself, sometimes struggle with that in that you'll be in a conversation with someone and just realize that you've been thinking about getting gas or getting groceries rather than, you know, you kind of snap back into the conversation and realize, wow, I wasn't really listening at all. So that is a very good point. So you talked about one, one tip that people can, can use to, to be effective listeners. What, what are other things that they can do? One of the things I teach is what it means to be a leader versus the leader, and there are subtle differences. So one of the things with a leader, a leader will communicate, the leader will strategically communicate. So what I do is what's called GCA. So I GCA anyone and everyone or a group of people before I communicate with them. And what GCA stands for is I Google, I call, and I ask about that person or that group of people. So before I'm going to sell a keynote or a coaching, client or even a training, I will Google that person and find out information about them. I will be strategic in the way of how I communicate. Uh, If I know that, like for example, I GCA'd um, an executive the other day and I found out on his Twitter that he loves the Timbers uh, in Portland, Oregon. So I was able to 
communicate and use analogies around soccer, uh, brought up about timbers. Now, one of the things that you want to do, though, is you don't want to be sneaky about it. So the best thing that you do is say, hey, I Googled you. I found your Twitter account and noticed that you love the timbers. I used to live in Portland, Oregon. And you want to create and establish that connection by saying, hey, I looked you up. And I would say, literally, uh, in my experience, 100% right. of the time, uh, they love it. They think it's amazing. They think it's great that you looked them up. I've never been ever in a situation where people go, wait, you did what? Because <laughs> they're putting it out there. They are wanting you to hear it. Now, some people uh, don't have LinkedIn. They don't have Twitter. So that's where you call, right? You call the assistant. You call the office. You call uh, somebody that might know somebody about that person or group, and you find out information about them. And then you ask. You ask around. Who knows uh, this person? So one of my idols is James C. Humes. He's the father of American public speaking. I couldn't Google them, couldn't call anyone, so I asked around, and I asked a neighbor of a client of somebody who had his contact information, had his phone number, had an email, and finally got his information. So strategically be communicating whenever you're going out by using GCA. GCA, that's an interesting acronym. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard about the acronym itself. That's interesting. Yeah. So listen, GCA, and uh, anything else, any other tips that someone wouldn't want to consider in terms of becoming a better communicator? What, what was the question? You cut out. I apologize. Oh, so any other, are there any other tips that someone would need to consider as far as becoming a better communicator? Yeah, there are several. What I would do is I would recommend picking up several books, uh, reading books on a regular basis. So one of the best books that I would recommend is James C. Humes' book, Speak Like Churchill, Stand Like Lincoln. That's another tip. There are, there are literally so many things that you can learn through communication. Uh, James reminded me the art of communication is the language of leadership. So we want to constantly be learning our language and constantly learning how we can improve, how we can get better, how we can be more fluent, more engaging, and get people to take action. Right, right. No, great, great tips. That's that's excellent. Right. Are there any differences between communication we have at home and uh, communication in the workplace? Um, not so much that I see. I think communication is universal in the way of what we're ultimately wanting to do. So the word communication, when you break it down, calm means uh, with, uh, uni means one, and to get uh, uh, communication means together, right? So you're coming together with one thing in mind to understand one thing or do one thing. So whether that's at home or at work, uh, very similar strategies are, are useful, right? Listening at home and listening at work, very important. Uh, right. Making sure that you are touching base and connecting and using uh, knowledge that you read in books at home and at the workplace is very important. Right, right. No, that's a very good point. Right. Have you always been a natural communicator or did you have to, to work at it? Oh, I had to work at it, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think we all have to work at it because we're not taught communication in school, right? But the three biggest things that Americans face are uh, business, meaning they don't know or understand business. Uh, uh, they don't understand relationships or they have trouble with relationships and communication and money problems, right? So think about right. in our schooling system, if we had classes that taught us how to manage our money, how to communicate and build better relationships and how to run, work, be part of a business. So 
So you shouldn't think that it's some natural thing to have. So some people, they call me talented, and I don't like that word because I'm not talented, I'm dedicated. I am dedicated to the art of communication. I'm dedicated to getting better. I'm dedicated to understanding the art of communication so I can be the most successful leader that I am. And it's not about talent. There are very few people who are talented. When you see somebody who's talented, what you're ultimately seeing is dedication behind that. So yes, I had to work very hard, and I still do work very hard on communicating. Right, right. No, that's a good point. The Yeah, if I think about where I was when I was even in my when I was a teenager versus as I grew up and went into the corporate world and started working the I was a shy kid and it took a while for me to learn how to how to get myself out there and how to be more open and I think it took a trial by fire but but to your point you almost need to work at everything in life to improve so that's a very very good point now thank you very much this was yeah this was very very enlightening um, now, I, I noticed that you wrote a book that, uh, that I really got interested into in, because of the fact that the book actually took a different approach in how you presented the material. Could you talk a little bit about that book? Yeah, the book is called Speaker, Leader, Champion. I co-wrote it with best-selling author Jeremy Donovan. It has 92 tips on there of how to be a better speaker. So if you go through and you look at any of the tips, uh, you can be better at communicating in the area that you want to. So what we wanted to do is for you to look at the book and say, here's where I need to excel in, and then here are the tips that I can uh, get better at, right? So, for example, Chapter 9 is all around designing compelling visual aids. Well, if you're already good at compelling visual aids, you skip to Chapter 10, and it's all about managing fear and anxiety. And there's tips around how you can manage that fear, how you can control it, and how you can use it to your advantage. So we have right. those 92 tips in there for those who are interested in really understanding what it means to be a better public speaker. And the book, again, is called Speaker Leader Champion. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll definitely link to, to the book uh, in the show notes for the, for the podcast so that people can, can check it out. Now, the, before we wrap up here, uh, is there anything else you would like to add? I would like to say anyone who's listening to this podcast right now, please understand that the foundation of communication that you have is determined of how much success you will possess. Mm -hmm. So make sure that the better you get at communicating, the better you get at everything in life. So truthfully study the art of communication. It has been the best thing for me, and it will be the best thing for you. Continuously work on your communication skills. Yeah, that is... That is so true, yeah, absolutely. Now, that's very good advice. Uh, now, Ryan, where can people connect with you if they want to find out more about you or just reach, reach out to you? Yeah, so my website is ryanavery.com, simple, ryanavery.com, and all of my social media is averytoday.com. So you can look at me on YouTube. as uh, my number one social media that I use. I post videos every week. Uh, and then any of you interested in looking at my keynotes or trainings or how I do things, and uh, at ryanaver.com. All right. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I'll definitely link to to your YouTube channel as well as your website uh, to make sure that people can easily easily check out your uh, your information. Well, thank you very much, Ryan. This was a very very enlightening interview. I'm sure people would would love it and appreciate it. So thank you very much for yeah. coming to the podcast. 
Thank you. I look forward to staying in touch. Absolutely. Same here. We definitely will. That was my interview with Ryan Avery. Thank you very much, Ryan, for coming on the show if you're listening. Very, very inspirational, isn't it? Make sure you guys go to the show notes for this episode to watch the speech that won him the competition. I put a link to the YouTube video and the, the speech is called Trust is a Must, as he mentioned in the interview. And check it out. It's a very inspirational speech and it shows some of the, the mannerisms, some of the presentation and the, his command of the, of the stage that really won him this, this, this very prestigious competition. Ryan's experience shows that you can set a goal and accomplish almost anything when you set your mind to it, when you practice, when you take action, amazing things can happen and Ryan is a living proof of that. If you are on the fence about trying something different in your life, something that you aren't certain will work, don't put yourself in a situation where you're hesitating too much to the point that you're not actually taking action. Maybe you are scared to death to do it, but think about the things that you can accomplish when you really take action and do something. In Ryan's case, he challenged himself to get on stage and tell his story. A story that completely changed his life. In challenging himself, he found his calling and today, he shares his talents, helping hundreds of people every time he speaks. Just something that you need to think about. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, do me a favor, head on over to the iTunes store, search for the show, and under reviews and ratings, leave us a rating. I would really appreciate that. That's it for today. Thank you very much for listening, and please stay safe and motivated. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Motivational Voice Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate it on iTunes. Get show notes and the latest blog posts at omarjang.com. 